I've been a singer, dancer, stripper, actor, model, drug dealer, drug runner, personal development, high-level coach, health and wellness entrepreneur. I've experienced my father was murdered. My dad hit my mom. And these are all things that I've actually seen and experienced personally. So everything that I talk about is simply from me overcoming from where I was to where I am now and learn lessons in between. Because once you get the lesson, then you get the blessing because the lesson is the blessing. People say, leave the past in the past. Not if you didn't get the lesson, because if you don't get the lesson, your future will become a recreation of your past. Mm. I pulled this here and I said, wow, I'm sure millions of people would love to know how they're actually really living. Let me share with you my story or this philosophy that has been tried, tested, and true. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's guest here in Austin is an absolute beast. I can't wait. Can't wait to get into this interview. Garen Jones is the best-selling author of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, Lessons of Love, Leadership, and Transformation. He's a coach, influencer, speaker whose mission is to create a safe space for people to discover the gifts that already live inside of them so they can use those gifts to produce extraordinary results in their life. He's known as the leader whisperer, whispering great secrets into the most powerful leader's ears. But at the same time, he's been an inmate. He's been homeless, lived in his car for a long time, lived in a storage unit. He's also a performer who was handpicked by Beyonce to be her love interest in the Jumpin' Jumpin' video. In fact, I think, uh, are, you, are you the one that said, I ain't thinking about your girl, I, is that you? <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't my voice. It was, you mouthed it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a quick video. I had to watch it. I'm like, that, I think that's him. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Karen, man, thanks for being here. The way that you describe me sounds like it's a, like a made up person. It does. Your book, <laughs> everything about you sounds like a made up person, dude. What's it, what's even crazier is I, I could have said that story when I was like 10, by the age of 10, you could have five books written on my story. And I remember saying, crying out, God, why does it feel like I'm living 15, 20 different people's lives? Why? But then when you pan out, when you pan the story out 25 years and you see the same person on has spoken to hundreds and thousands of people in over 75 countries and have impacted millions of people, but different kind, many different kinds of people. All of those people represent all of the things that I overcame during the harshest and hardest times of my life. So it makes, it didn't make sense because you can't see the picture while you're in the frame, yeah. but it so makes sense now when you see the past frames and the, the, the many different variations of people of lives that, you know, my vessel has been able to touch. How, explain that a little bit. Cause we're going to go in. We talked about four years old, some traumatic stuff happened yeah. even as early as that. But you said that it, maybe say that again. You said that you, you are, when you're talking to these people, they represent the version of you that you were, or you represent who they were Go into that. So I'll bit. put it to you this way. Yeah. I've been a singer, dancer, stripper, actor, model, drug dealer, drug runner, um, personal development, high level coach, health and wellness entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, I've, I've experienced, my father was murdered. Uh, my, my, my dad hit my mom. Uh, my brother treated women like shit. 
Uh, and then these are all things that I've actually seen and experienced personally. So many of those variations represents millions of people True. in one variation or another of a story that they're currently living right now. Yeah. So everything that I talk about is simply from me overcoming from where I was to where I am now and learn lessons in between. And these are the messages that messages that I share. So if I'm talking about, I was a stripper, who do you think is going to listen? Mostly yeah. people that could be stripping people that's thinking about stripping people that used to do it and they stopped. That's a whole, that's a whole genre of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I'm in music, well, that's a whole entertainment. So my story and the things that I've overcome represents an entire range of people. So when I come in, I don't just talk about just one thing, one thing, one thing. I can go any level, any range of the spectrum of uh, how I've lived my life and the things that I've overcome. And it reaches many different kinds of people. The stuff you've gone through, though, to get that level of call it enlightenment or perspective. Yeah. Is insane. When did it become clear to you? That all of what you went through, yeah. four years old in a dryer. We yeah. were talking about this. You were tossing the dryer. I have a four. I could literally, when I was reading that, see my kid in the dryer. And it just made me so sad and angry all at the same time. But from that to your father's murder, I think when you were 12 years old, um, you know, all the way through, you, you know, juvenile detention and prison in another country and all this stuff. At what point did you realize or think or come to the conclusion that all of this was serving who you are? Because I want to get into authenticity yeah. next, but. When did that happen? There was a moment where, uh, at the time, my spiritual advisor, Monica Zanz, had, she said, I want you to write a letter from your big self to your little self. And I didn't know where she was going with this. Just apologizing to him for abandoning little Garen. Mm. And uh, there were parts where, and I told her, I said, you know, I was ashamed of my past. And so I moved to LA so that I could run away and make a fresh new start. I even changed my name. I went from Garen to my middle name, Stefan, Steph Jones. And, but all of that was, was out of shame mm. and guilt and escaping. And she said, write a letter from your big self, big Steph to little Garen and apologize to him for abandoning him. And when you're done with that letter, switch to your non-dominant hand, which I already knew what the, the non-dominant hand thing did. Cause I did it in, in prison. Every time I worked, wrote with my non-dominant hand, it operated a different part of my brain. So she said, switch to your non-dominant hand and then write a letter from little Garen to big Steph and whatever emotions want to come out, just allow it. I wasn't prepared for how many emotions I stuffed down from childhood stuffed down being molested when I was 13 stuffed down having to decide when my mom forced me to decide which parent I want to go with as my parents were separating choose we you have 30 minutes to pack your bags at four mm. um, have to decide being uh, um, you know being bullied all of these things I stuffed down these emotions so when I wrote the letter from little Garen to big Steph, my nervous system unlocked years and years of guilt, shame, abandonment. And I was cursing and I was crying and screaming 
at my big self for leaving me. You effing left me. You left me by myself. And I, I, I didn't know this was, so I didn't know what to do. My body was shaking. And then when I was done with that letter and I was like, oh my God, I abandoned the real me. The real, I was born Garen Stefan Jones. Why would I even abandon that name? Cause nobody else has that name. So I went on social media when the world knew me as Stefan and Steph. And I wrote, I wrote on social media. This is before I had all these followers or anything. You think, you know, me, you have no idea. You know, this, this, and this, and this, and this, that's because I told you. But what you don't know is I've cheated on every girlfriend I ever had. Right now I'm living in my car, sleeping in an abandoned building, sleeping on bubble wrap, uh, sleeping in my storage unit. Um, uh, I, I'm, I, I've, been, I've been homeless. Um, I, I, I always try to cut corners and things like that. And this is not where I'm going to stay. Within five years, I'm going to retire my mom. Within five years... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a, um, um, a seven-figure earner. And then on the post, I wrote this on Facebook. On the post, in the comment section, people were laughing. They're like talking about me. They're saying all these negative things. But the emails I got, the very first email I got was from a celebrity that I don't even know. I didn't even know they knew who I was, but somebody must have shared the message and I wasn't getting lots of likes and comments at that time. There were seven pages of emails within one hour. And the first message I got, and this is to answer your question, was from a celebrity who I thought made it big. Said, how did you have the strength to share your story? I read your testimony and I put the gun down. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And I felt something grow inside of me. Five messages later, somebody shared your story and I was on my way to drive my car off a bridge. I didn't drive my car off a bridge. Thank you for your courage. In that moment, I knew that I was representing for the voiceless. I became the voice of the voiceless. And I said, I know exactly why I'm here. Now I know exactly why I went through all of those things because every single person that represents different aspects of my life that are going through something deep and they've never shared it with anybody. I became a light in the world of their darkness. Hmm. So if we're in a dark if we're in, if every, this whole, this whole, everything is completely dark and then fireworks goes off. Where's everybody going to look? Mm. Yeah. That's when I knew. And I said, whatever this is, I want to learn about it. I want to learn the language. <laughs> I want to study whatever I need to do. Because, because if in my, in, in, in the primitive stage of me being vulnerable enough to share that aspect of me and it's saving literally saving people's lives. Well, then I'll be, I'll be that light that I'll, I'll take responsibility for that. Most people say vulner, vulnerability is weakness. I dare you to stand in my shoes and tell your real story, mm. who you really are deep down on the inside. When the truth shows up, nobody's around and you look in the mirror Well, I'm living out 
who that really is. And that is open up the doorway to some of the most powerful leaders and most powerful rooms in the world. Because that's who I represent for that quiet voice that doesn't get attention. Your expression of vulnerability and being open the way that you were included the vision. Is the vision part of the vulnerability or is the vision something that you need to anchor to so that you don't just get lost in the victimhood that vulnerable. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you express vulnerability and you're telling this is what I've been through without the vision. Do people risk being dragged into victimhood? Is that part of it? Well, here's the thing. This is why I became a high paid storyteller because when I share my story, now people start thinking about their story and what yeah. it could be. So now my vision becomes a possibility and they're like, wow, Mm. So I, I loan my eyes out. I love that. I loan my eyes out. So yeah. borrow my eyes and then they start seeing, cause you can't be what you can't see because then they start seeing what's possible. I didn't know. I didn't know that when I was a, a, a senior, I mean, when I was a freshman in high school and I saw a varsity letterman's jacket for the first time, I didn't know that I could get that before becoming a senior. I'm like, what's that? They're like, Oh, you got to be a senior to get that. I was like, well, how do you get it soon? sooner well you have to be good enough hmm. well in the summertime because i saw it and i wanted it i want the letter on the jacket instead of playing all summer i had private coaches i was doing different things than the other average kids were doing next thing all of a sudden i was way better than a lot of people and then they promoted me to varsity hmm. as a sophomore mm -hmm. and i got my letterman's jacket but i had to see it so when people see what embodiment, courage, true freedom, authenticity, expression, vulnerability expressed not in the lens of weakness, but in the lens of power, what that looks like, people start saying, me too, mm -hmm. me too. And I've seen it. I've seen it. When I coach, when I, when people who read my book and people who come to me that I've never met before, they're like, Man, I didn't, I didn't even know that it was, that it was even possible to represent a stature where you can be f really fully expressed and not care what people think until I saw you walk around and, and at first I thought it was fake, but then I followed you for five years mm -hmm. and you have not budged that one, one millimeter. Mm -hmm. In every single interview, it's like typically you can see the cracks. You're the, you've been promoting the same message. And then as you evolve, you've been pr promoting the same message. Then I watched you. I went to one of your events and I sat all the way in the back. Let me see him off stage. Let me see him off. You're the real deal. And so I pride myself off of simply being authentically expressed even in my weaknesses there's still power there you 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 preach i think pro properly about not preach or talk about trusting the process it's in your yeah. book as well right yeah trusting the process um power of positive thinking i think that was a book that really transformed your life yeah and i mean in your own life that showed up i think you were doing like youtube videos from the storage lot like you were fully engaged in the process a lot of people struggle with that though, because the question is, well, how does the process get me paid? 
what's the advice you give or what did you do or what how what was the stick how did you get to a point where today you you make a fantastic living if yeah. you're looking at external validation if you, you know like you make a fantastic internal validation i mean internally as well well that's my point yeah you make a fantastic living externally yep because you've you've done the work internally yeah. and you trusted the process and you were you know power of positive thinking but how do you coach somebody how do you coach somebody that's saying look i'm 38 years old i make 250 grand a year yeah i'm hollow i got nothing in me man like this is not my life this is not who I want to be. I want to trust the process, but that's going to make me poor potentially. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you, how do you, how do you bridge that gap? Well, one poor is a mindset. It's not, that. it's not, a, it's an actual, it's not a physical thing. The represent the, the, the physical equivalent of embodying a, a poor frequency will have you feel poor. Even if you have a million dollars. It's a great point. And see, I learned this and I'm so grateful that I was in the entertainment industry for years and I was around tons of celebrities, had the, the, the cars, the girls, the money, the, the house, everything, put a bullet into his brain. Yeah. So maybe I should rethink what success is, you know? And so my version of success is when I look in the mirror and the truth shows up. I'm actually happy with what I see when nobody's around mm. before I go to bed at night. It's actually peaceful and it's calm. There's not no, none of those voices. I'm like, hmm. and it's peaceful. However, the kind of person and what it takes to go from the mentality that I had to a state of peace and tranquility and really proud of what I look at in the mirror typically is the kind of guy that has tons of money yeah. has the cars, but has, has the ability to create it because if you can create that internally within yourself and you become value that you become valuable within yourself. So what I do is I just start asking questions. Last time that somebody was like, yo, I just feel hollow. You know, I have, I'm not getting enough money and I want more, but I, I have a money problem. And, but I'm, so I just work harder and work harder. I'm like, I'm like, listen to you. I said, do you love nature? This is legit a question I had. I mean, I asked somebody a week ago, do you, do you love nature? Oh, I love his whole state change. He goes, I love nature. I'm like, what do you love? He was like, I love the trees and, and how they flow. And, and I'm like, what else do you love about trees? He was like, man, there's like, they're, they're like, they're rooted into the ground. They're, they're like there and it contains like lots of information and they give. They, they just, all they do is they give shade, they give oxygen, they give, and, and like, what else do you love about nature? And it's like, man, it's just like, there's just something so powerful about their presence. And I said, I said, where do you think money is made from? Hmm. He's like, paper. I was like, where do you think paper is made from? He's like, I don't know. I said, tree bark. So that lie that they told you that money doesn't grow on trees, money is actually a fucking tree. Mm. It's actual, it's an actual tree. Mm. So you don't have money problems because you love nature and you love trees. What you have is a self-worth issue. So if you learn 
to treat yourself the same way you treat nature, now you'll be aligned with human nature. And anything that's connected to nature benefits from its resources. And he was like, bro, you just gave me the, the key to this matrix. I'm like, yo, it's a game within a game. You don't create another game. It's like, we're all here on this game. Now you create a game within a game. You hack your own matrix, realizing, oh, money is a piece of paper with preconceived value. So if I understand, and I'm not talking about money that you force, you step over people's backs where you're the only one get paid while everybody else gets washed out. I'm talking about holistic living mm -hmm. where money matches your frequency and the worthiness that you see within yourself. And he is like, yo, whatever this conversation is <laughs> needs to be taught in school. I said, or maybe it's purposely not being taught in school so that people can learn a certain agenda and then come out of that meat grinder where most of the people are average thinking, average living, average money, and there's only top 1% that knows certain things. He's like, okay, I'm ready to feel myself worthy of the frequency of wealthy and the frequency of loving myself without overcompensating. So now the conversation is not, what am I working on? It's who am I working on hmm. and who am I working with and how do I see myself? Who, what am I grounded as rooted into the ground? Just like those trees that have the powerful presence. People will be magnetized to who you are when you know who you are, why you are and where you're going. And I said, I want to teach you holistic living so that, who you are represents what shows up and it's a direct reflection rather than having the stuff that show. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than having the stuff that shows up on the outside and you're feeling empty and, 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 and like a, like a unemotional shell and you're trying to go from next girl to next girl to next alcohol to next drug to next thing, wherever you go, there you are. So let's build the house from the, from the roots up instead of the rooftop down. That's the conversation I would have. He was like, <laughs> I want to, I want money like that. Right, right, right. So what you're saying is I want me like that and money will always match. What you said a moment ago speaks to identity, right? Like who you truly are, right? The identity that you are. And I agree completely with you said it way more eloquently than I ever have. But essentially, you know, you don't become... I don't know, rich when you have the money, you become wealthy now. You have the identity of that, whatever that is, not even monetary, but you just, I am a wealthy, self-worthy individual. Yes. And then all that could happen when you truly have that identity is the results lag. It's just the results are going to come. It's like, yeah. it's like having a kid, right? Like you're not a parent necessarily depends on people's definition when your wife becomes pregnant, but you do parent shit because your Absolutely. identity is shifted. And now the result will lag nine, 10 months here comes your baby, right? Like that's, but you are in parent identity the moment that you know that you're pregnant or that your wife is pregnant. Yeah. Right. Do you create identity or do you reconnect with it? Both. Explain like, that. Okay. So I reconnect with it because I was a father once before and I failed horribly. Mm. It was, I was 22 and I didn't even know how to love myself. And then as we were, me and my wife were 
wanting to, and it's a price that I'm still learning with my daughter now. Your older daughter. Who just 21 turned 21. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, awesome human. But you've had about, about six years of a good relationship with her at this point, of her 21 years, yes. right? So, yes. your point. But it's still not, It's there's still a, it's a lot, lot of work. Sure. Um, I didn't get the memo. And so, then... There was a moment in order for me to even get the relationship with my daughter, my first daughter. There was a moment where my identity was weak when I was in the presence of her. And so anywhere else in the world, I'd be powerful. I did a 10 day, a five day silent retreat. And a guy named Steve said, you're a good looking guy. Safe to say you can get any girl you want. I was like, yeah. He said, get a date with your daughter. And I was like, I've never pursued her like I would pursue a woman. Mm -hmm. So what would make this even different? Women want to feel safe. They want to feel seen. They want to feel heard. They want to feel acknowledged. I'd never given her that. I treat her like a three-year-old. She's 15. Mm. So in that moment, I declared who I was going to be. I, instead of, oh, I hope she sees that I've changed. <laughs> I, I, created an identity that no one modeled for me. And I said, I am the most powerful representation of who Kylia will marry one day. Hmm. Whatever those words were, had me thinking different, speaking different, doing different actions. And within two months, she was like, daddy, you're different. And I was like, oh, so I aligned with something hmm. But I had to, I really had to, that was a trust the process. I casted a vision and claimed who I was. So I, by me claiming it, I created this portal. And then just by me voicing it out, I started day by day working towards that consciously and, un and unconsciously. Now, mm. having that happen. Wow. Yeah. Having that happen. When my wife, my now wife, Blair, we're talking about having a baby. The only representation I had of baby was how I failed. So it was lots of guilt and lots, lots of shame. But my wife had a dog, little Dobby. <laughs> and guess what I learned about little Dobby? Dobby can't speak like humans, but God, Dobby has different variations of his bark. When he's hungry, mm. when he wants to go outside. And so I started learning behaviors about Dobby and how to read nonverbal communication. And I got really, really good with my connection with Dobby. And Blair would be like, I just love y'all's connection. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, I realized I was like, wait a second, a baby is coming. She's not going to be able to speak the language. So when, when, when baby soul came, I was able to communicate with her almost day one in a way that I was never able to communicate. So I aligned. This is amazing. Go ahead. I aligned with powerful communication, which 75% of communication is nonverbal. More. So I learned <laughs> yeah. nonverbal communication through Dobby. And then I claimed I am the most powerful representation 
of who baby's soul will marry one day. Mm. That's how you reclaim it. And then you align with it simultaneously that which is only you aligning with nature and anything that's aligned with nature benefits from its resources. Was the alignment with the communication, studying communication with uh, Dobby? Dobby's the dog? Yeah. The name's, okay. <laughs> and, um, and then to be the most powerful representation of a parent to your new baby. Yeah. Is that born out of the vision cast about being the representation of the man that your older daughter will one day marry? In other words, yeah. right? So that, th the reason I think that's so in impactful like I, I'm a big vision guy. I love the power of visualization. I teach it all the time. Like if you don't have clarity, if you don't know where you're going, not exactly how you're going to get there, but clarity of what you want, what the outcome is, where you're going in life, then it's hard to trust the process. Absolutely. It's hard to have positive thinking. But what you don't know is what's going to come of it. Example for you. I'm going to have, what did you say? I'm going to win five Emmys and retire my mother that night. Grammys, yeah. Grammys, not, not sorry. Yeah. Five Grammys and retire my mother that night. And then you realize you weren't going to win five Grammys, but you kept the vision. I'm yeah. going to win five Grammys and retire my mother that night. You ended up winning five awards. In a completely different genre. Completely genre, different genre. But at the Grammy. At the uh, same location. place where they host the Grammys. And your mother? And then we walked down the red carpet with my mom. I was like, wait a second. This is the same feeling that I had. And then I ended up retiring my mom that night. And it restored the same vision, but the vision was attached to an emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was almost like I was attached. I was, um, I was uh, uh, committed to the process, but unattached to the outcome. That's so the outcome. Fucking perfect. Outcome yeah. was ten times greater than I ever could have expected. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I my story is leaving a W two career after a long, long career, and I had those fears over money and all of that. And then since I've done it, I'm here. Here I am with you, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm doing really cool shit and it's all in alignment with what I think is my authentic self. But the vision wasn't specifically, I'm not, I haven't manifested specifically the vision yet, but man, it's really damn close. Yeah. And I feel like when you, when people that are in my position, I've talked to a lot of people like this that are stuck at a job or stuck in a relationship or whatever, and they don't see the path out. They get hung up on, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't know what would I do if I didn't have my job? I can't even like, I don't know my purpose, but I think what you're saying and what you've done, what you've modeled, not even what you're saying, what you've modeled is there's something in here that wants, allow it to be said. Don't worry about the how, don't worry about what's going to happen. Right. Understand that the vision out of you, whatever it's going to be along the way, there's going to be iterations like you did, you know, so you, uh, the initial vision you had was to be the representation of the man that your daughter's going to marry your, your 15 year old most daughter, powerful, most representation. powerful representation. Thank you. Uh, of the man that your, your 15 year old daughter at the time was going to marry, but that led to, you know, you being communicative as a parent to your, through your dog <laughs> with your one year old, you know, oh, I mean? and I'm not done. Oh, so keep, keep going. Look at this. It led to me looking at the time, she had this like cheesy boyfriend, <laughs> the 15 year old, not the one. Yeah. The, the, the 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. And when I elevated, I was like, so how's your boyfriend? She was like, uh, he was too cheesy. So I got rid of him and she got another boyfriend that matched me. And then when I ele elevated again, she got rid of that boyfriend. And I remember saying, I'm just going to focus on myself and like really get grounded and evolving. She's like, oh, I'm just thinking I'm just going to focus on myself and just like work, work on myself. And I was like, oh, 
her representation representation of a man is the man that's reflecting man to her. Mm. So as I continue to evolve, it became the Batman symbol mm. to the source of the man that she was attracted. I'm like, oh, wow. So that's one thing I wanted to add. I didn't want to leave because there's a lot of men out there right now. Yeah. They're like, I'm trying to get her to see this and I'm trying to get her to see this. Yeah, but you're being weak in the relationship and you're not embodying you're not you're you're not embodying the, the 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 most powerful representation of who she will marry because you crumble inside of her presence. Mm. So she's just going to keep attracting your crumbleness. Wow, man. Most powerful representation. That's Absolutely. why you had to correct that with me. Yep. I love that. I love that so much. And I love when I was a little kid, I loved puzzles. Hmm. So my ability to put puzzles together is the ability to see certain things that match. So why I'm so good at working with like trauma and healing and things like that. Cause I can match current surface level stories to childhood stories. I'm like, yo, this is the same thing that you said about your girlfriend is the same thing that you said about your mom and my ability to put puzzle pieces together supports people through safely through their nervous system and releasing and having like profound breakthroughs. Amazing. You, um, I've got, there's like four or five different things here. I want to talk about, I eventually want to talk about your, the birth of your second child. Cause that story to me is insane. Your mm -hmm. wife interviewed you on your own podcast. Insane. And actually made me feel like, like a, like a, a, a less of a husband to my wife when she was delivering. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, um, is there any chance so that you, you mentioned you, you had, you were drug running, um, uh, drug dealer. I think you were, you had like a 12 year sentence in France. I got sentenced to 12 years. Yeah. Reduced to two and a half because yep. it wasn't as much heroin as they thought it was, or it was mo more fake than it was real, whatever you yep. were running. Right. And so two and a half years in a French prison, right? You went through all of this. Is there any chance? I always wonder this any chance cause you've done juvenile hall and all of this stuff. Do you see the possibility of you ever embodying or representing the behaviors that led you to that? Is it, is it a fear of yours that you could backtrack to that level where you were homeless, in jail, inmate? I always wonder that with somebody who's had- Is it a story. fear of mine now? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. No. No, because I think what's beautiful about being in realms where you create communities and you're constantly teaching and you're constantly learning. So anything that I'm teaching is something I had a result from, but I've, I've had a personal coach since 2012 mm. that I, that I connect with every single week. The, the, Tony Robbins still has a coach. LeBron James still has a coach. Uh, Tom Brady still has a coach. Every area where I have a coach, I have 10 X. So because I design my life, see, you design a life, you design a game you will actually love playing. I don't have this life that looks good on the outside and it's shit when I go home. Right. I specifically design my life in a way that I love playing it. So everywhere where I could potentially fall back. Because anybody, nobody's safe. It doesn't matter what you've learned over a long time. You call yourself a guru. Sit there long enough. I guarantee you the weeds of your past and the garden of your mind will come and overtake the garden. Because it's meant to renew uh, yourself every day. Just like you brush your teeth every day. You take a shower every day for most of you. But if you do it for 10 years straight and then you stop for five days. Well, then the bacteria that doesn't need anything to grow but time will come up. 
So because I'm aware of that, I design my life and the people in my life to hold me accountable. I don't keep yes people in my life. I keep people that see me in the vision that I, that I, that I cast of myself that hold me accountable. They have full permission to hold me. If they see me slipping, I'm in masterminds. I'm in, I, I just paid $250,000 for the year to be in a very high level mastermind. That's nine. They made an exception mm. for me to be the only person inside of a nine figure, uh, a nine figure mastermind. Why do you think that is? Did they tell you? I'm the leader whisperer. Mm. I want to get back to that in a second. Continue. <laughs> um, and, um, I, I always keep myself in environments where I'm not the greatest mind in the room. Mm. So I'm always, I'm like, how can I put myself in ninth grade again? And I didn't start puberty till I was 18 years old. So I was little for a very long time. Yeah. But when I was in ninth grade, I was smaller than all the other ninth graders. And there was much bigger. And I remember there was this, there was this feeling that I had that I was just like small, but, but I was like eventually going to learn the lessons and then I was going to grow and eventually I'm going to be a senior. So I'm in rooms right now where the levels of thinking is beyond where I am. And that keeps me seeing the possibility of future. So because I specifically design my life hmm. for continuous growth, when the essence of life is growth, well, then that just aligns me with the growth of nature. So nature is my mentor. So when I learn from the laws of nature, then I benefit from nature's resources. I always preach that because people, they follow man's laws, man's laws, man's laws. And there's some where you, you, you kind of just need to, unless if, unless you just want to pay all these prices and it's just like, you just play the game. Mm -hmm. But most of those laws I don't follow because the, the universal law is actually more powerful than man's law. And it seems like when I follow nature and universal's law, it's always protected and guided. Does it ever lead to overwhelm though? No. How not? Because nature is not overwhelming. Okay. But does it lead you to saying yes to things that end up overwhelm, overwhelming you? Or is that not natural? Is that not why? anymore. What do you mean? Cause, by when that? I didn't I, under, Cause I used to say yes to everything. I'm like, yes, yes, I'll do this. Yes. I'll go speak at your school. Yes. I'll do this. Yes. I'll do this podcast to everybody who, who, who did it. And I had the energy for a while. Then after I just started, I was like, I get tired. I'm like saying no. And I'm saying no from a weak place and all of that. And all of a sudden, have a really powerful wife that came into my life yeah. who stood for me in a way that I didn't know that I could stand for myself because she could see things that I couldn't see. It's almost like you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. Well, she could see my frame. She was like, well, you saying yes to all these things, is it moving you closer to your goal or why are you saying yes? She's like, cause it, 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 it was attached to my people pleasing ways. Mm. And then she's like pointing out all these things. She was like, that's something to look at. And then next thing you know, we get married 
And then those things are starting to take more and more time away from what could nourish the relationship. Hmm. So now I get to ask, I'm saying all of this. Yes. At the expense of what? Mm. Something that I actually want. Right. So I need to find a way on how to start saying no in a powerful way, not in a weak way. And when I started saying not at the moment, not at the season, give me your 2023 calendar because the rest of my year is booked out. And let's say around February, let's revisit the conversation. When I start saying no from a place of power, people started paying more for my yeses. Oh, wow. What's a weak no? What did that look like from a place of weakness? It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, cause I, I could say it in a certain way, but inside I'm like, I really want to do this, but I'm not going to say, but my voice is not like that, but I get it. The inner voice. Yeah. Like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to be able to do it because I have this and I have this and I have this and I'm just like really over justifying. Yeah. That is a very weak human. That's a weak man mm. who doesn't know his own power, who's not really standing for his family, not really standing for his vision. He's standing more for his feelings mm. and other people's feelings. That's not worth my wife saying, I miss my buddy. Mm. There's no amount of money that you can pay me. From, from me hearing that repeatedly. So let me create a game that I actually like playing. Mm. So that's when I start learning the language on how to effectively communicate no mm. and then extend that out because, you know, I'm, I'm 43 going on infinite. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want me and you really want me, well, you get to expect my time. And my calendar doesn't control. I mean, other people's calendars doesn't control me. Mm. I actually control my calendar. And so now my yeses, when they get it, there's an energy that comes through me. So it makes sense why people would pay me $50,000 for one hour to come speak at your sales reps little thing. And there's like 20 people there. Yeah. It makes sense why you'd pay me $10,000 an hour for a one-on-one -on -one session. When I was afraid to charge people $150 an hour six years ago for the same information that I have, because I was weak in my frequency, mm. but it makes sense why even my leadership program that I'm doing right now, where all of, some of the most powerful leaders, facilitators, coaches, coaches, are coming into my high level leadership program that's leading to, to, to this, it's like a leadership mastermind that's leading to a retreat and a, and a certain thing is the offer is 15 K 25 K 40 K. And it's like, and it makes sense why I just, somebody's doing a year long protege with me mm -hmm. a whole year in proximity and they get to learn and be part of all the thing. 300 K payment just went through last week. Makes sense why I can easily sell that. Like it's a pack of gum because my value of my yes far, it, it is so it is 10 times more powerful and less diluted because my yeses weren't easily getting away. Mm. I turn away people all the time because you're not the right fit for the energy that should be reciprocated in a partnership. Yeah. Do you ever fear delivering? No. 
how I'm curious. This is for me. Yeah. How, how do you not fear delivering when you're getting to that level of, you know, that kind of, that kind of whatever financial investment in you? How do you, how do you overcome that? Because my teachings aren't just from me. 400,000 people died just for you and I to sit here. We had ancestors. Yeah. All of their DNA is coded inside of your gene pool. Holy shit. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. So the little voices you think that you hear might not always be yours. Maybe you were chosen to be a divine channel for your entire ancestral lineage. And maybe they just want to use you to whisper ancient secrets through your channel. Maybe your channel is blocked. Maybe Garen Jones, who does powerful life force work and channel opening, knows how to teach you to listen to those voices loudly and communicate with a different aspect of self so that you could be communicated through and that your teachings far beyond this, this timeline, worldly teachings. So the reason why I don't fear that, because I know that it's not just me. How do you tap into that? Or how have you tapped into that? This is why people come to my retreats. Yeah. And this is why people come to my, my leadership program. Cause it's different. It's not like seven steps to success and you learn this and da, 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 da. that's the typical. There's, there's not a tap into your ancestry program that I could buy in <laughs> six weeks. He, true healers don't say that they're healers. Mm. True shamans don't say that they're shamans. So there's, I give people access to open up the door and then I'll show them the rest of the mansion. But only certain kind of people who are drawn to a certain energy that I intentionally put out are the ones who knock on the door. How do you know when that's the energy you're getting from somebody? How do you know when that's authentic? Um, that they're the, alive the, with the your same energy. way you know, the same way you know, if you're if you know that you got a lot of money and assets and real estate yeah, and all the assets and liquid, non-liquid, whatever, and you're really living that life, and then there's somebody in a room. Mm. That's just kind of just yapping and talking about it. And you know, that's either new money or no money talking. Mm. That's the same way that I'm very well aware of when I'm grounded, not just in this earth reality, I'm grounded in ancestral reality. I'm operating off of a different stimulus. So I, I know when non-stimulus is not talking and I know when it's talking. It's the same way if you go to a different country and they're speaking a different language, all of a sudden you faintly hear English across the room. Yeah. All of a sudden the sense is heightened. It's the same thing. I love putting puzzles together. Mm. So I put out the Batman symbol and people who their souls resonate with that. They come. Mm. And when they come, I already know that they're a yes for the, the, the access to deep teaching, but this is not the teaching I go on stages and talk about. 
I don't be like, Hey, I do this and this and this I'm sharing this now, but I'm giving you subtle. Mm. It's deeper than deeper than deeper than deeper than deeper. However, I give you an invitation to come to the house, but there's an interview process and I ask certain questions and based off of your answers and the energy behind your answers and the frequency that the answers are in, that will tell me if you're a yes or no. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And how I came into this awareness, because I'm a hundred percent aligned what I'm called to do. I'm not trying to do something that is so palpable in you just being in your, pre- I couldn't get this through zoom. Yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't yeah. feel that through zoom. Like this is your story. Like you said, if you, if you check, you could check the box on any trauma that anybody's ever experienced as well as some really amazing successes that anybody's ever experienced or wins that you can call it. But the, 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 like, we, we both know Preston. Smiles. Yeah. I love that guy. The dude Same so feeling. Awesome. Right in the center, like right there. You can feel what is here out here. If yeah. you're in their presence, I've never actually met the guy. I've just been on zoom calls with him or whatever. And you can still feel it. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. I can just sense that I'm going to get what I'm feeling right now. I it is, think we became business partners. Exactly. It is a, that's true. It's it like is the a, Avengers of consciousness. <laughs> that's true. Uh, both with great hair too, which I'm jealous of, Thank you but so if, uh, but it, it's, it's, you can absolutely feel the alignment of who you are with what you're doing and how that is just symbiotic. And it's a powerful feeling, man. I mean that. I want to honor you on Thank that you. in this room because that's incredible. I received that. Something I want to share is he, even how I came into that. I started asking myself different questions. People will be out there to be like, what's wrong with me? Why isn't it not happening? What? And I was in a, I was in a, um, I was in a deep meditation, psilocybin journey mm. <laughs> for the people that don't know what a deep meditation is. <laughs> I was in a <clears throat> extra deep meditation, solo journey. And I asked myself, what is blocking me? Dude, I had the exact same intention on my psilocybin journey. My intention is to, is to discover what is blocking me and living my fullest expression. Can I tell you my intention? Yeah. Sorry, my psilocybin journey that I did, five grams, yeah. was uh, what is blocking me from being the best version of myself. Yeah. Continue. Let's go. Oh my God. That's you know crazy. where this is going. Yeah, absolutely. And I said, I want to meet it. And I want to alchemize the energy. I don't want to get rid of it. Most people try to get rid of it. That's interesting. That's you ever, if you ever watch cartoons, when the good boss faces the bad boss, whichever one beats it assumes his power. Yeah. I don't want to beat it or get rid of it. I want to alchemize that power and transmute that energy. So that was my intention. And I want my ancestors to communicate through me what I'm here for mm. a, a message through me. So 20 minutes into the journey, yeah. all of a sudden I hear this voice say, Garen, I want you to look back at all the things no one ever taught you to do that every time you did them, good things would happen. Mm. And I'm like, let's see. I, I used to model for F- Ford and, 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 and Wilhelmina and I did, uh, uh, okay. And I did runway and I was runway with LA models. And when I, when I retired, I worked as a independent contractor with the guys and girls that I was teaching them runway. Yeah. The result was they were more confident, self-expressed and embodied. They would take in more risk. Yeah. Then 
I was at LA models and they brought me in to do this workshop six hours with these, the, these new faces ages 13 through 18, how to be confident on camera, all these different things. They were completely different people. Nobody ever taught me that. And they were more confident, embodied, fully expressed. Yeah. And so all this is in the journey and I'm thinking, I'm just going backwards. And there's like, Garen, you were a special education, special education student with a speech impediment. And you have spoken in over 75 countries. Is that right? That's amazing. And I created a program called Speakers Bootcamp. Mm. The result was they were more confident, self-expressed, and embodied, mm. taking more risks. Say, Garen, you'll be at a party. Somebody will ask you, what do you do? You'll say, I'm a transformation coach, which I never aligned with any title I gave myself because I felt it was so much bigger. And then you go and then you'll sing or you'll just dance without permit. You'll just go and do it. Or you'll pick up a drum and you'll drum. Next thing you know, there's 200 people dancing. And they say, Garen, lead with the art and then take them to transformation. And I was like, this has been a part of everything that I've did, but I've never actually faced the music. Mm. And I was like, what's the artist? They say, Garen, it's the little kid inside before life stripped all of his powers away that had full of energy, expression, fearless, uh, just like embodied and truly in his authenticity. Garen, this is who you are. This is really, this is what has been at the helm of everything that you've done. Yeah. And now you get to come back home and teach people how to do it. And then all of a sudden this phrase comes in, awaken the artist within. You're going to create it. It's going to be a retreat. And here's the people you're going to work with. That came all to you? The names of the people came Everything. in your psilocybin? And I have this piece of paper and I'm, I'm just writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And I'm like, I got to tell my team. I already had four or five projects I was working with. 90% done. Burn the boats. No shit. T turn them all off. All of them. Wow. I found it. Yeah. What do you mean? Just trust me. This is what we're going to do. This is the, we're going to do a retreat. Da, da, da. It's going to be on this date. That's wait, what? That's a month away. <laughs> Two weeks. It was sold out. Yeah. No ads. No, if there was an energy that was far beyond me, there was something happening. I'd never experienced. Yeah. $150,000 grossed. Then after that retreat, I doubled the price, added some extra add-ons, created a mastermind. Next thing you know, we're at $900,000. This was in two and a half months. Now we're five months in, and we're about to do the leadership program for high-level leaders, but from a higher level. There's entry level, then there's like high level. We're already at 1.74 million. Come on. Five months. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then all, so all of this stuff is happening and the momentum, the energy is growing faster than any, any container that I create. But since I've been in leadership for the last 12 years, I know how to create, develop, create and develop leaders who create and develop leaders. And because I was in a health and wellness business that sustained for 11 years, I already had the tools for sustainability. Most people, they just know pop and drop, pop and drop, pop and drop higher. They, but they, they, they have a container full of followers because 
true leaders are hard to hold. But because I've had access to to more people than most people through the health and wellness and thousands of people and failing so much, you either get 10,000 hours or 150,000 reps. I had 150,000 reps before I had 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. So through every modality, the way in which I pick the people to work with and the way in which I create a container for developing leadership, even through the transformational containers, there's simultaneous things happening. Now people see the level of leadership and what happens because of the people, not just Garen that I attract and develop that the systematically develop. Now people want to learn the skill of developing leaders, the speaking, the coaching, the deep intuition, the deep channel work. This is, let me just get, so whoever is comes to the door interview process yeah. then i'll show you the rest of the mansion then you'll show the rest of the mansion the reason i i when you said 1.7 million it's funny i was thinking like why am i celebrating that as i said that because i don't feel like it's like oh that's so cool 1.7 and maybe it's because of my psilocybin journey um we have scorecards mm-hmm. and it's like an a, a scorecard for embodying your authenticity absolutely right like yeah. because you got to such clarity and um alignment I guess in this journey, right? And in that moment, I, I don't know. How did you write? I don't know how you wrote. Like what? I, I, <laughs> no, there was a. The, I was so in it. Yeah. That there was a piece of paper. Yeah. And I said, if something comes out, allow me to be focused. So this is all part of my intention. Sure. Because your intention will always come out. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. So I said, allow me to be focused to communicate my vision. Yeah. This is the this is the this is the avatar. This is the this and and mind you, I was just at a three week three day long mastermind. You know Joe Polish. Oh yeah, Genius Network. Network. So I was Joe Joe Polish Genius Network for three days, and I just paid twenty five thousand dollars to be a part of the the part the most awesome epic network ever. And so I'm overloaded with all the information. Uh, sitting at the table, one of the tables next to the owner of Cincinnati Reds. And, uh, Bob, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. sitting at these different tables and doing all this stuff, all of a sudden I'm here in that frequency. Then I do the hero's journey on the night that I'm about to leave and go to LA. Yeah. So I have all of this that I haven't even written down and journaled yet. Then I do the journey. Then I have the awakening. Then I have the piece of paper. And then I say, my intention is to be clear and concise as I write out my vision. Hmm. So when the vision came, all of a sudden I'm like woozying over. When the paper came, it was like, whoo, that crazy. 30 yeah. pages. 30 pages. Of those big yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah. Because I wrote out magazine thingies, but I, I wrote out an ascension plan that led out to like the next 10, 15 years. Amazing. And I was like, This is some cool shit. (laughs) And here's what makes the movement so cool now. The first container that came in, I communicated that vision to them. Nice. When we were in the mastermind, I kept communicating that vision to them. Half of them were crying and said, I want to be a part of that vision. Mm -hmm. So I said, imagine if you could have been a part of Apple when they first started. I'm not downplaying this energy. Right. 
if you could have been a part of Apple, would you have, knowing that down the line, there's going to be, the bigger the company gets, sure. opportunities. Don't think that I'm not going to pull from people that who are a part, directly a part of my network yeah, yeah, yeah. and who believe in the mission, the vision, the values and helped create it. So now everybody that's a part of the artist power collective, which is the subscription model that's about to launch all of the beta people. They helped me create it. Yeah. So now I'm just like, Oh man, I love this. You're really good at this and you're really good at this. And, because they're a part of the vision now. Sure. They're leaders. Yeah, yeah. Most leaders, leaders don't know how to effectively communicate a vision where there's emotional buy-in. Why is that? They haven't been taught it. What is the, what is the, uh, what is a key or two to being able to communicate for emotional buy-in that you've found? You've got to believe in it yourself. Mm all the way through and through like the energy that you're getting from me. Yeah. 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 It's hard to fake Dude, it. But you know, what's funny. That is why I think there are a lot of people that are in the space of, I want to leave my corporate gig. Yeah. I'm a leader in my corporate role because I need to now go communicate somebody else's vision and somehow own it. And I don't, I don't own it. I don't embody. I, I felt this. I don't feel it. It's just not in me anymore. Yeah. And the pain of, the pain of having to live that way yeah. at some point superseded and it yeah. took me to 42. Uh, the, what's the word? The comfort inherent in a big salary and equity and bonus yeah. and, you know, being able to go out to dinner and take a nice vacation. Right. Like, and then what's funny is when you get aligned with your authenticity to your point, <sighs> boom, people feel it without you having to open your mouth. It's insane. I say that I'm, I'm it's profitable to be me. Yeah. Like me, not very, profitable. not a version of me you see on a, on a podcast or Instagram, yes. but like just me who I am. I put shit out there. Sometimes like, uh, maybe that was, but it's just what I wanted to put out there. Right. Yeah. Like it felt raw and authentic. It felt what, like what I wanted to share with, with an audience, if you will. But yeah, the, the ability to be profitable for being you is so powerful, but there just feels like there's like a chasm between. It's like some people are standing on this side saying, I know I see it. I see if I could just reclaim my authenticity. And here's what I, here's what I share with this two men, two people working at McDonald's same time. Yep. One person goes to get money cause they need to make money. They need to make money. And they just go to McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. One of them has an actual plan to open up a chain of restaurants one day. So every time they go to McDonald's, they're actually going to their vision environment. Mm. I don't believe in vision boards because as a border, but I believe in oh, wow. creating environments where if you don't drive the car that you want, treat it like the car that you actually want and put a picture of that car in there. So every time you get in, you're getting into your vision. When I was homeless, living in a storage unit, I had a picture of the kind of house that I wanted inside of the storage unit. I had the kind of clothes that I'm now wearing inside where my rack was, where all my clothes were in, 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 in bags in my storage unit. Mm -hmm. So I created a vision environment. You create the vision and the vision creates you. Yeah. So by you being able to align yourself regardless of, cause you can be at the nine to five job. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what you're looking for 
other than I got to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. That'll be the thing that kills you. And you're like, well, I'm only here because, you know, it's because these benefits and don't even realize you're going to the hospital mm. because of the stress that you're getting at the job that you hate. Wow. That keeps you there. Yeah. So you're killing, you're actually killing yourself. Mm. So you don't get paid $30 an hour. You get paid your life being taken away. That's how much it costs. Or I have a plan for my life. I'm studying the boss, I'm studying the founder. I'm studying the emails. Yeah. The processes. I'm studying the processes. Yeah. I'm studying how I'm being treated. Mm. And while I go grow through this process, I'm seeing what I want, what I don't want, how productivity, the kind of the, I'm, I'm like literally the person that is going to McDonald's with a plan who eventually ends up owning a chain of restaurants and utilized every opportunity to get all the lessons. Cause once you get the lesson, then you get the blessing because the lesson is the blessing. This is what I did with prison. I went back and got all the lessons. This is what I did with living in my car, cheating on all the women that I had ever, why was that? Let me discover what's in that. What's my unworthiness. I went back and got all the lessons. So I went back at all the things that I'd overcome. People say, leave the past in the past. Not if you didn't get the lesson. Cause if you don't get the lesson, your future will become a recreation of your past. Mm. So then I pulled this here and I said, wow, I'm sure millions of people would love to know how they're actually really living. Let me share with you my story or this philosophy that has been tried, tested and true. And people are eating it up. Yeah, man. Eating it up with good reason though. And right. Good I mean, it, reason. You know what I mean? You've uh, wow. It, 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 go back a moment on the psilocybin journey. I just wanted to share and get your, get your reaction. Yep. Cause this is, this is a topic around the ego that I'm always curious with somebody at your level. And I say your level, not like, you know, better than worse than, yeah. but somebody who's tuned in. Yeah. Cause I've learned that. Like even I remember when I first met Preston, I had just left my day job and I remember him talking about context versus content. And it was like, what the fuck's he talking about? I have no clue what he's saying. And what I learned over time was I wasn't on that frequency. You know, I wasn't on the frequency that he was. I mean, he's done so much work, right? And he's got so much wisdom, like you have captured so much wisdom and distilled it. And what was the word he used? Alchemized. Yeah. Right. So over time, I've started to like truly understand what he's saying. I'm on that frequency and vibrating on that frequency. Anyway, when I went through psilocybin, my first journey, I had a dark force pulling me. I, I was guided. I had somebody with me kind of guiding me. Uh, 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 what a, uh, an integrator, a psychedelic integrator, mm -hmm. say. And what I couldn't figure out was like, why? Is this a bad trip? Like, what's this energy I'm feeling? This negative thing that's literally trying to like grab me. And again, my intention was uh, uh, understand what's holding me back from being the best version of myself, right? That was my intention. What I learned from, from her being in the room and just thinking through it was, wow, this is my ego. My ego's crying for attention from me. Like I've suppressed it. I've kept my ego over there. Like ego's bad, ego's the enemy, ego's whatever. Like no bad ego. I don't want to just, I don't want to show up with ego. That's not good. My ego was like, motherfucker, 
the stuff that's kept you safe, the stuff that's driven you through the hardest of times, that's me. Mm. And you, all you do is keep slapping me down and throwing me in a corner. It's time for me to show you. You want to know how to be the best version of you? You got to embrace that I'm part of this too, this too, mm. this journey. That's what I got from it. Now, I didn't yeah. let it fully, fully envelop me, and I should have. And I went back a second time to allow for that. But by that point, I had done so much work on what I, I viewed as repairing my relationship with my ego, partnering yeah. with it. But there's a lot of people that talk that that sort of see the other version of that other way with that with ego like ego is the thing that creates all the negative you what's the thing you need to <laughs> what's your take on ego um i believe we all need ego because if we didn't have it then it, it'd be like a world of robots yeah. the, the the there there'd be less uniqueness and i would share with you this imagine a little kid on a park, in a park, in a playground. All the other little kids are over to the right. And then there's one kid over there sitting by himself crying because nobody even cares to play with him because he's so different than everyone else. Now imagine you go over to the little kid. It's like, hey, what's going on? Doesn't matter. And he's like, really? Do you walk away and go and play with those kids? Mm -hmm. Or do you invest time to learning about the kid? Why is he crying? Why is this? Why is that? And just asking different questions just out of curiosity. What would you do? Yeah, I'd stay. So would I. Yeah. I've been that kid. Yeah. So have I. So imagine, because the ego is actually part of you. Hmm. Wanting to get rid of something that's part of you and operating from half of yourself. Imagine what that does to the nervous system and how much hate and insecurity will grow. Well, if there's a little kid going, dad, 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 <laughs> and you don't pay attention to him for 30 something years, what do you think his aggressiveness, his level of hate, his level of self-hate and mm. insecure, like every, and damage that that kid would do in any relationship? I look at ego like a little kid who's never been loved. So I just become curious, where does that come from? Because all of it, if it shows up on the surface, it's a ripple effect of a root cause somewhere. Yeah. So there goes, they say, uh, it's like the gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. I look for the gold at the beginning of the rainbow in our childhood where certain things happen, where certain traumas happen where when I was molested, you know, by, by a family member or when my, when those two men murdered my father or when those, that man tried to kill me and put a four-year-old into a dryer. And then all of a sudden the, the, the way I trust casted a shadow. If you put that bottle in an open field somewhere, it immediately casts a shadow. Yeah. You remove the bottle, the shadow comes with the bottle. Mm -hmm. So when people are trying to 
get rid of something that's a part of them instead of befriend it and then learn how to work with it. Mm. What they're doing is creating this cycle of sin that they can never outdo because it's, it's a part of you. So what I say is, what if you got curious and you didn't have the same responses that you typically have? You wanted to learn, you learn the root of it. Like, where does that come from? Where do you come from? And then started nourishing that little kid with the same curiosity as you would a little kid on a park. Then all of a sudden you start noticing something in your nervous system shift. Hmm. All of a sudden, this type, I, I do crazy deep work. Yeah, you do. And so we, we do it in a very safe way. Yeah. Because I'm the little kid that one was casted out because I was different, but I'm also the little kid that pays attention to the outcasts because I've been that. And oftentimes they reveal to me certain things that they never shared with anybody else. They're like, man, there was a sense of something that released out of me when you just like cared and asked me how I was doing and what I was feeling. You actually took the time. So what if you took the time and instead of calling it ego, you call it the part of myself that I never gave a voice. See what happens in 66 days or 90 days of actually caring and getting curious and listening. Dude, I was going to ask you at one point, how in the world, because I think you've made this claim and I, I feel it here, how you're making this claim of being able to take people on what would be the equivalent of a plant-based journey. And welcome them back to themselves. Oh, I can take, I can take, but without plants. Yeah, without plants. Without plants, you do this. Yep. I get it. Don't even have to ask the question. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can get into it. You can talk about it if you want to, but oh my God, what you just went through with me, I was feeling emotion. I was feeling connectedness to this other part of me. Like it it was trippy. (laughs) So now imagine a room full of 60 people who've all given permission to that access and then someone else shares your exact story that makes you not feel alone. Mm-hmm. And then you feel safe enough. Safety is the number one value of any of my containers to share something you've never shared, which gives access to someone else. And just like raindrops, it goes pop, top, top. It's the safety in the container. Mm-hmm. And because there is no ulterior motive For me, there's no secret agenda for me. I'm not a leaky facilitator. There's some facilitators, they'll get people open up, then they're sleeping with women in their inside of the, I had to kick somebody out of my, my, my last container because they broke the sanctity of the actual, the, the, the rule set that keeps the container safe. Mm. And all the women were like, I've never felt more safe in my life in the presence of another man. And that next retreat, they released stuff they'd never, ever even wanted to share with anybody. So it just all depends on the level of safety, Mm. the, 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 the presence of the leadership, the presence of the facilitator. 
how words are communicated, the frequency in the room, that goes deep and deep and deep. And because the stories feel safe enough, when the nervous system feels safe, it will release yeah. whatever's inside. Yeah. I'm never focused on the, the, the adult. I'm always focused on the little kid. Even right now, I'm not focused on you as an adult. I'm looking at your little boy yeah. and just holding him and saying, I'm glad we get to play with each other's toys yeah. in any conversation. So that's why my conversations will always be deeper because you don't pluck a, a root, a weed, a weed from the top mm. or the center because it'll grow right back. You got to pluck it from the root. So I'm always focusing on the root and the core of a human. And that's what allows me to speak to the root. Um, yeah, it's palpable. <laughs> I got to wrap it up with you because we're going to run out of time here, but I could go another friggin' hour with you. Um, I was going to ask you about, you know, just interesting. I thought this was fascinating. Go listen to his podcast. There's an exchange that you and your wife did. You interviewed her and then she interviewed you. And the fact that you sat for five hours in your house doing a natural birth with your wife without using the bathroom, dude, I, you know what I was doing when my kids were born? Oh. I was hiding behind a pillow because I didn't want to see all the blood. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, God, I got to interview this guy. This yeah. guy's going to make me look terrible with my own, the birth of my kids. But not only that, but so many amazing stories in your podcast. But where can folks learn more about you? Where can they learn more about what you do? Whatever you want to throw out there for folks to, to, to get into your world. So yeah, you can um, you can go to my website, garenjones.com. You can go on my in Instagram. I'm always releasing like little stories here and there that just poke up perk up your spidey senses to see if you'd like to walk through that door to learn about the whole mansion. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, my book change your mindset, change your life. It's, it's, um, it's on Amazon in Spanish and English. And we just, we just finished the audio book. So that's coming. Oh, good. I read yeah. that Kindle. It was really good. Okay, Great cool. book. Perfect. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, I, I, there's through all throughout the year, I'll be doing four retreats, Awaken the Artist Within and, you know, my, my leadership, um, program, Artist Power Leadership Program. It's not, it's not for the new or the faint at heart because the higher the level, the, the very different aspect of me that one gets. And I, I don't play games when it comes to leading leaders who lead tons of people. So I hold them to a certain level. That's mm. not who the person is. It's walking through the door. And um, so that starts January 2nd and the retreats, the, re the retreat is in March. So it's like, I'm always doing something that's connected to awakening that artist, cultivating, the, cultivating that artist and giving, getting you the tools so that you can sustain that artist and teach other people. Man. Without having gone through it, I can attest to the feel of being around you being intense in the best way possible. Yeah. So, brother, I appreciate you coming in and doing this. Thank I you, really man. do. Thank yeah. you Absolutely. For me on. Absolutely.